Hey, what's going on? I'm Cal. Yo, what's going on, y'all? It's two. Welcome to Word to the Blurred, episode three. Uh, thank you guys for listening and following us so far. A lot of exciting things going on, and uh, let's just keep this thing going, man. Really appreciate y'all for listening, man. And like just like I said, like I always say, just taking this ride with us is we're excited to do it. It's our first time really working on a project like this. So those of you guys who are listening, if you like it, please tell a friend. Uh, we're on Facebook. Spread the word. We're on Instagram. Word to the blurred on both Facebook and Instagram. Um, Website coming soon. Definitely coming soon. Also want to give a big shout out to my peoples, my cousin Sa and my cousin Drew for Word to the uh, Word to the Blur. Jeez, Stoop Kids podcast. You can catch them on SoundCloud. They also have an Instagram. So Stoop Kids, definitely check them out. They're funny as hell. Like. Check out Stoop Kids, really, y'all. Really, Check them good. out. Really good. So definitely give them a shout out. You're gonna have we're gonna have them come uh probably in the next couple episodes, trying to get our schedules together. But I would definitely love to have them come on, do like a little crossover episode, just like how the CW does it, little crossovers, some legends of tomorrow type ish. Yeah, and uh yeah, just keep following us and we'll let you know it's good. But uh I'm gonna give you guys a quick little update. As you know, this podcast is but a branch of a tree and that that tree is called black thought and i'll just give you guys a little update on black thought for old listeners and new listeners black thought is a creative collective that seeks to provide a platform and a space for all different types of artists whether it's musicians actors filmmakers writers we just want to be able to um we just want to be able to provide that uh that space and we want to be able to promote uh that said artwork so uh we our inaugural event for um black thought is a jazz concert that we've been planning for about maybe a month or so i just want to give you guys a quick update our date is confirmed it is august 23rd it's a friday yeah august 23rd that's a friday um right now we're aiming for 8 30 to 10 30 and it will be at St. Augustine's Church in their parish hall. Lower East Side, 292 Henry yep. Street. 292 Henry Street. And uh, we are designing posters as we speak, and they should be out soon. Um, we believe we're pretty much leaning towards it being a ticketed event, you know, because it's a fundraiser. So we want to be able to uh, continue to establish art as well as support it and create it. And sometimes that just means money. So more uh, updates on the price for that. But just wanted to let you guys know that uh, it's coming. So stay tuned. But uh, let's get into our first topic of the day. Just wanna, sorry, just wanted to let you guys know about the concert. Uh, let you know about the cast that are playing. We have Reginald Williams on sax, uh, my man Evan Strauss on bass, my man Justin Paris on keys, uh, my man Philip Leslie vocals and guitar, and myself Tucson Cena uh, on drums. So definitely, it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be interactive. It's gonna be interesting. Um, I'm looking forward to it. Hopefully, some of you guys can come. I'm actually looking. Hopefully, I can get my peoples out here from Maryland. My brother Virgil and my brother Lloyd. Uh, Virgil Boyce on the third on trombone, if we can get here. And Lloyd Griffith on trumpet. And them two cats can play. So, definitely try not to miss out on this one. This, this is going to be a treat. Yeah, let's get into our first topic. And... Uh... Christopher McQuarrie, I don't know if you guys know who he is, but 
He has directed such films as Mission Impossible Rogue Nation and the most recent Mission Impossible Fallout, which in my opinion is one of the, the best action films ever made. That's a fact. Tom and, Cruise pushing 60 and yeah. he's still moving like, he, like he's like 20. doing amazing things, man. Tom Cruise is a, a, a giant. But um, recently, um, the director of those said movies went on to Twitter to uh, talk about how he and Henry Cavill, now current Superman, yeah, current Superman Henry Cavill, uh, who was also most recently seen in Mission Impossible Fallout, he and Henry Cavill went to Warner Brothers to pitch a Green Lantern movie, which would have led into a Man of Steel 2. Now, uh, someone asked him this about Twitter because there was a, a rumor a while back like like he may take over the Green Lantern movie, and it since then died. There's been no movement on it. And some guy literally hit him up on Twitter and said, hey, like, is it true that you almost did a Green Lantern movie? And what would, have, what would it have been like? And he said, yes, me and, me and Henry, the actor who plays Superman, went to Warner Brothers, pitched a Green Lantern movie, which would have led into Man of Steel 2, and Warner Brothers just didn't move on it. And he is quoted as saying that Warner Brothers didn't want his new ideas, that they just wanted broken ones. Wanted him, wanted him to fix their broken ones. So, uh, yeah. So, um, it doesn't seem like we're getting a Green Lantern or Man Steel 2 anytime soon. But, uh, Tucson, sound off for us. Tell us how you feel. Like, first off, I can't even figure out what the hell is going on with Warner Brothers. Like, it makes no damn sense, bro. Like, you have cats that want to come here and try to fix the brand that was already broken. Yeah. <laughs> with Batman v Superman. And trust me, as an avid Batman fan, I still think Ben Affleck is one of the best Batman. Amazing, ever. amazing. They, Scott Snyder chose brilliantly. Um, Zack Snyder. Zack Snyder. Yeah. Ooh, Scott Snyder. Ooh, he's a <laughs> comic book writer. It's the Snyder family. Um, no relation though. Where was I at with it? I apologize. So, you have a broken brand, and you have cats that want to come in here and fix it, and you already have somebody in the, on the inside, which would be Henry Cavill. Uh, current Superman saying, look, I want to stay here. I want to do this. Like, how many people can you say outside of the Marvel people <laughs> that say, yo, I want to stay with this character. I want to watch it grow. I want to see it develop. You know, I saw in that YouTube interview, he was talking about he wants to see him have a kid. He was, he uh, read the Peter J. Tomasi Superman Rebirth. Mm -hmm. And he talked about yeah, how he thought fan. it was interested, uh, interesting how Superman has a family now. And you, you see a different dynamic with Superman. It's a whole paradigm shift, and it's crazy. Um, I think having an, another green, another crack at a Green Lantern movie, and especially with a cat like Christopher McQuarrie, uh, McQuarrie, that would be great. Mission Impossible Fallout and Rogue Nation were great, great films. Yeah. Great films, great storytelling, moved at a great pace. You know, you, you can't really complain too much about it. Cinematography was great. And... Yeah. Could you imagine him taking that talent to, to Superman? You know, and you already worked with Henry Cavill and you guys already have a good relationship. And like you said, he's excited. He is excited to, to make Superman something, you know? Yeah, People I, were complaining about his I, I think he understands the character more than any other actor we've ever had. And I stand Ooh, by that. Even better than Christopher Reeves, bro. I think even better than Christopher Damn, Reeves. He so gets it. Saying something. And, and if not better than Christopher Reeves, to me, they're on the same level. Gotcha. Like, one isn't above the other if we're going to have that argument. But, I mean, if we were, I, I'd still say Henry Cavill. Okay. But I, I I just think I don't know what's going on. I mean, uh, apparently he did say that this 
that he tried to do this before and Fallout came out, but Warner Brothers still could have seen Fallout. I mean, the movie was a smash hit. I, I don't really understand why they would say no. And, and just like, why are your actors coming to pitch movies to you guys? You guys should be pitching movies to them. Yeah, and trying to crank this shit out and, you know, get these movies out there. So I'm, I'm not really understanding why they would say no. What, what, what do they benefit from saying no? But you know what it, it is? It got me kind of angry to read that, you know, because what could have been, you know? I think also with DC, they're trying to see what they can get out because they're still waiting on the Joker to come out. You still have, and you're taking all these big risks with other characters, and you want to, like, they're getting ready to do, like, a black label. You know how DC Comic Books has a black label that's more adultish yeah. or whatever? So what DC Film is trying to do is do, like, a quote-unquote black label. That's what I else, heard. Elseworld stuff. Yeah, I was reading the article. But I don't know. It hasn't been confirmed yet. I, like, I wouldn't mind it, but until, like, I hear it officially, I don't fully believe it. I did. Like, but, I, again, I would love for that to happen. You know, I don't mind them doing little separate stories, little one-off films, but I mean, you can't deny this. This would have been great, dude. And, and having Green Lantern back on screen, dude. You remember Ryan Reynolds as Hal Jordan? Yeah. I think I bought that DVD just to say, you know what? I don't know why nerd, you why you did buy that. As a nerd, I feel like I gotta have it. It gotta be in the collection. You know, there's certain movies like what was that? Wolverine, uh, X Men, or just uh, no? That was terrible. I, yeah, that one I didn't buy. I actually downloaded that one. But still, bro, like it's something that you just kind of got to have in the collection, just in the back pocket somewhere. Like, uh, I'm not proud of this. Person, Is it, did you just buy it just to say you bought it? It wasn't, I don't know, uh, maybe. It might have been one of those buys where you just like, all right, you know what? I may not even open the package, but you know what? Let's put it there. Mm. Uh, but yeah, back in the closet. This, this is a heartbreaking story. And uh, yeah. That's that's what could have been. Hopefully things get better. You know, with them rolling on the Batman, God, please let them make Batman great. We'll see. But uh, let's let's move on. So, I don't know if you guys heard this or you guys probably know what's going on. There's a a shit ton of streaming services. <laughs> Everything so, from Netflix to Hulu to what, what, what am I missing? Amazon Prime. You know, Amazon Video. Hell, even and with the DC Universe. Yeah, and then there's even more coming out. There, Disney's coming up with a streaming service. Um, and we just found out that Warner Brothers just announced a streaming service what was it, earlier this week, and it's called HBO Max. So does that mean they're merging with HBO and all that, or is um, Warner uh, Brothers H- HBO is still HBO, but um, and but Warner Brothers does own HBO, but yeah. higher up than that. AT&T recently acquired Warner Brothers, so they pretty much own the whole Which shebang. Which that Tom King story we did. Yeah, pretty much own the whole shebang. So they're creating, a, Warner Brothers is creating a streaming service well, that will have everything from HBO and all of their original Warner Brothers TV shows before it was CW. So it'll have Friends, it'll have Smallville, as well as all of the CW shows. Oh, and as well as, I mean, pretty much a whole catalog of, of Warner Brothers films, as well as um, some DC properties. Now, what's unconfirmed right now is if the DC Universe app will be absorbed by HBO Max, but there is actually a trailer for the app, and the DC logo is included on that, but it could just be included just because they're taking the DC shows from CW and putting it onto their app as well. But um, I, it's funny enough, there was a freeze frame shot that someone took 
and they included the Doom Patrol logo in the commercial. So take that as you will. We'll we'll see what happens. Well, you know, Maybe we'll. Internet, everybody does like these little fanboy posters and just. Oh, some someone that. someone watched it and then they like because they were like listing off shows that will be on the the app or what's coming to it, and someone was watching it real closely, like paused it and saw Doom Patrol there, took a picture of it and posted it. So I mean we'll we'll see what happens, but yeah I mean. So then my question is, what happens? But yeah, I mean, just just to close, I mean just to finish what I was saying, just I mean the streaming services are about to get just crazy, and it's just like, is there going to be any point to having cable? No, I you know once once I got my Fire Stick, and I was like, uh, cable getting too high, especially if you got what we in we in the lowest. So if you don't have Time Warner, you have Verizon Files. Files is great, <laughs> but it's also expensive like a mug. So when I got that, it just it made sense to get it. It was cheaper. I could pay for whatever I want to watch. Um, and plus, at that time, if you jailbroke it, you had Cody, the good old days. Watch Black Panther before it hit DVD. <laughs> um, but my question is, what's going to happen with all those comic books from the DC Universe app? Does that mean, I mean it's going to be on the HBO Max? You know I mean, in my opinion, I doubt it. But what I think could happen if they do absorb the DC Universe app, maybe it could be like maybe something you can click on and it could take you to the DC universe app, but it'll be under the umbrella of HBO max. Who knows? I mean, who knows what's going to happen, but if they just choose to take the shows from, uh, from DC universe and put them on HBO max, I highly, highly doubt that they would put the comic books on there, but I mean, we'll see, we'll see what happens. They're promising in the commercial to create a streaming service, unlike anything anyone's ever seen. So it's possible that they could take the comic books and even novels because they'll have the Harry Potter books. They'll oh, wow. have, yeah, they'll have the Harry Potter movies. I mean, pretty much a whole a whole library of, of Warner Brothers films to choose from on, on this app. It's more than just HBO. So don't let the name HBO fool you and think, oh, it's just simply HBO. It's anything you could think of from Warner Brothers will be on that app. And um, another big draw is that they're putting all of the French Fresh Prince seasons on the streaming service as well. Oh shit! So that we'll, might be worth it just like that. We'll see what happens, but there's a the streaming service wars are about to heat up real soon. So uh, I'm sure we'll be talking about this um, in, intensely in the months to follow as you get more information. The, the Disney Plus app that's coming out. Yeah, Dis- Disney Plus launches in November, and uh, are that's they filming a, for Fa- Captain Falcon already? I'm no, Captain Bucky or Falcon. Falcon Winter Soldier. No, I think they start filming in the summer, but um, the streaming service launches in November, and HBO Max is coming in 2020. So again, we will update you guys on that and more to follow. But um, we want to switch gears a bit and talk a bit about Spider-Man: Far From Home. So last week, as you guys know, there's a new Spider-Man movie that came out, and it was uh the second one. The second Spider-Man movie in the MCU is called Spider-Man Far From Home. And we want to give you guys some non-spoiler thoughts on the film. No, again, non-spoiler. We won't ruin anything it's for you hot. guys. Damn, episode four got some spoilers in it. Yeah, so we won't, again, we don't want to ruin anything for you guys. We just want to give you guys a couple thoughts on how we felt about the movie. So, Tucson, start off. All right, so check it out. I loved it, bro. 
Mm. I loved it. I mean, you saw when we went to go to the movies, I don't think I stopped smiling at all. I think in my head I turned, I was like 10. <laughs> Seeing yeah. Spider-Man just swinging around. Um, definitely go and see Endgame before you check out Spider-Man Far From Home. That's like the biggest thing I sure, can tell you. You definitely need to see Endgame. Because it almost doesn't out. make any sense to see this movie if you haven't seen Endgame. Yeah, you just walking in the spoilers upon spoilers upon spoilers upon spoilers. Um, just how they have, how they got a chance to to not only put everything to bed with Endgame, mm-hmm. but then also kind of make sense of what happened with the what they called the blip, mm-hmm. or you know the the snap effect. How it, people had to go about their lives, and then they come back like, and those who were snapped out of existence came back like nothing happened to them, but the world had changed around them. Yeah. Again, so, spoilers for oh, Avengers shit. Endgame. I mean, but that movie came out in April. This is July. So, that, in my opinion, it's fair game. But continue. <laughs> so, I liked how they handled it. It was it was amazing. I liked uh, Sam Jackson. He was funny, mm-hmm. as usual. You know, he's funny, but he can be serious. Oh, man. When we get to the spoiler review, I have so much to say. But all I can say about this right now is that it's a fun movie. It's really fun. You're going to dig it. And if you're a comic book fan, you're going to catch so many Easter eggs in there just, just with the lines alone. Like certain scenes and when the actor's delivering their lines and you catch them, you're like, oh, shit. Okay. Mm, yeah. I caught that. Yeah. It's, 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 a, it's a pretty good movie. And I'm someone who used to be in love with Spider-Man and the Spider-Man movies. Especially when I was younger, I was a huge fan of the Tobey Maguire films. Oh, yeah. Um, you had the toys. I, oh, yeah, all of the toys. Um, I kind of fell out of it when The Amazing Spider-Man came around. The first one wasn't bad. But the second one was just hot garbage. <laughs> and then by that time, I was kind of done with seeing Spider-Man movies. So when Spider-Man, uh, it was a homecoming, came out, I was like, eh, whatever, you know, I'll see it. And I'll check it out. And I actually really enjoyed it. I really liked it. And, of course, I was going to give this one a fair shot, and I loved it. It was a very good movie. Um, it really closes the book on, I think, what they called Phase Three of the MCU and Four. No, I think this this starts up Phase Four. I no, mean, this I ends. It, yeah, I thought it ends. No, the phase next four. the next phase is Phase Four. It is. Yeah, I was pretty sure. It's, I'm pretty I'm sure this look, closes. Up, but but yeah, we'll look it up. But anyways, I really it closes one chapter and it opens up another. Um. It is a good MCU movie and a great Spider-Man movie. And I say it like that because this movie is very MCU. It takes place within the MCU. And there's a lot of characters within the MCU that normally wouldn't necessarily appear in a Spider-Man movie. So it does advance the MCU universe in a very fun and interesting way. And, of course, stay through the credits. And it's a great Spider-Man movie because, you know, um, it really... Again, it's because, I mean, you you got Mysterio... You have MJ, you have Ned, you know, they're all coming back. And it's, it's, he's a good Spider-Man, you know, I'm trying, yeah, I'm trying not, not to spoil anything here. So if I'm tripping up on my words, just because I'm trying not to mess anything up for you guys, but it's, it's a, it's a good movie. I highly recommend it. And of course, and of course, stay through the credits because that's just what they do nowadays. But uh, yeah, and, and we'll later. In the week, we'll give you some spoiler, some spoiler thoughts, and uh, yeah. But um, let's get into something else. We were earlier, I think, in our first episode, we had hinted about talking about Star Wars versus Star Trek. 
just what we like about them. Yeah, and I think we're going to get into that now. So first, uh, I'm going to talk about what I like about Star Wars and Star Trek. So I like Star Wars because of the fantasy element of it. It reminds me of a, a futuristic kind of... A Camelot kind of Yeah, thing. a futuristic kind of Camelot thing, like medieval times. So it's more fantasy to me. It's more of an escape. And I like that. And I like Star Trek because I, this may sound crazy. It, it's that it's a, a bit more grounded mm-hmm. <laughs> in a sense. But, of course, it's, it's, it's high brow and high fantasy and very scientific. But it, Star Trek, for some reason to me, also seems achievable. So I think it's good to have that those two things there so you can have one that's that's the high fantasy and one that's very scientific and very in some way sometimes very political okay um as you guys know i'm a big big star trek fan Mm -hmm. i cisco is the best captain for me wharf wharf is the man in case you guys don't know wharf is a klingon but my all-time favorite Character in Star Trek is Spock, Leonard Nimoy, may he rest in peace. What I like about Star Wars is, you know, just like what you said about the medieval times, I was watching an interview where George Lucas was talking about he based the Jedi off a of samurai. Yeah. So if you if you look at the first movie in terms of just how the fighting style is mm-hmm. and how more, like, just youthful everything was, and he said that he based the whole religion off of the way of the samurai, like mm-hmm. no close attachments, no families, no loved ones. Um, also, I agree with what you said about Star Trek, that it's grounded, but also Gene Roddenberry created Star Trek just to show that somewhere down the line, everything and everyone will be equal. Mm. You know, there's no more war. There's yeah. no more poverty. There's no more starvation. And I think that's what I love about Star Trek is that it gives me a hope for the future. Yeah, Star yeah. Trek represents what we could be and what we should aspire to be. And it every 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 uh, every Star Trek spinoff has has its way of showing that, giving off hope. Uh, with TOS of the original series with uh, William Shatner, Leonard Nimoy, DeForest Kelly. They were fight at that time. It came out in the '60s, so they were that's in the midst of the civil rights movement. You had the first interracial kiss with William Shatner and Nicole. Oh man, Lord, I'm forgetting her name. But the young lady, or the lady that played uh, Lieutenant O'Hara, that was the first interracial kiss. And uh, what a lot of people don't know is that the young lady that played Lieutenant O'Hara at the time she was going to leave the show, and Dr. Martin Luther King had written her a letter telling her that she should stay because she is a positive example for our people. Of African Americans, mm-hmm. you know, when was the last time you ever seen an African American astronaut at that time? Mm-hmm. So, uh, and with Star Wars, it's just it's great. It's it's fantasy. It's, shoot, I wish I could have the force to <laughs> to move a soda soda can closer to me. Like I'd uh, love a lightsaber, man. I'm too clumsy. I cut myself accidentally. <laughs> yeah, and you can't spill that shit back on that. But yeah, I just, I just, just in general, I feel like, again, Star Star Wars is that fantasy. It's that, it's that escape to, you know, like they say, 
a, a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. It's something we don't know. We don't recognize it. And Star Trek is what we could be and what we aspire to be. It's something that, to me, is recognizable and is possible. Maybe hundreds of thousands, maybe millions of years down the line, you know. It's something that could happen, you know. What, what could happen when we put aside our petty differences and band together and just reach forth into the stars, you know? And I, it's, I, I'm glad that they both exist because it's good that you can both, you know, go back between the two. But, um, I mean, just really, really quickly, what would what, what do you prefer? Star Trek all day and tomorrow. I had a feeling. I was expecting that, yeah. Yeah, I think I, think I maybe lean more towards Star Wars. Just again, just that high fantasy thing for me. I really enjoy it. Um, and I just feel like I know a little more about Star Wars than Star Trek. But I do also enjoy Star Trek. I love Discovery. I, is the- yeah, oh. I love Star Trek Discovery. You guys check check it out on the CBS All Access app. And I love I love the current movies that we're getting. So um, it's just it's just a good time to be a geek. But uh, I know time. Yeah, I know Tucson, you were gonna end this off on um little discussion about some comic books you've been reading lately. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure if you guys notice. I know Katza, every job that I've ever worked at, I know I get excited about Wednesdays. So every Wednesday is new comic book day. So if you know me, you always get a text message from me. Happy new comic book day. So I just want to do really quickly a pull list. A pull list is a, just a, some comic books that you pulled up from the store, from the stand, or wherever you decide to get your comic books. In my case right now, it's been online. So they have Batman Universe, which is written by Brian Michael Bendis, uh, who's currently writing Superman, Young Justice. Young Justice is pretty good right now. Also a great TV show on the DC Universe app, which uh, trying to get my man Virgil to come on and talk about. Um, Flash Year One, which is whoo, Joshua Williams, who is the writer for Flash, has been a writer since Rebirth that started about two years ago is doing a year one of The Flash, which is how he got his powers and how he became the hero that he is today. I'm looking, I'm really looking forward to how this ends. Um, you know, one of these days I think I'll do, when we have more time, I'll do like a, a, a quicker, or not a quicker synopsis, but a longer synopsis of each book. Um, Supergirl came out right now. They're doing a crossover with Superman to find out who destroyed Krypton. Uh, Superman's father is back. He was never dead. Uh, like I said, we're going to have a whole DC comic books episode and we'll, I'll catch you up on Rebirth. I promise you guys. Have you uh, read what's uh, Superman Year One by Frank Miller? Yeah, I read the I read the first issue. It's really good. Uh, it's Frank Miller and John Romita Jr. on art. And it's really good. It's actually in the Dark Knight universe, Dark Knight Returns universe. Really? Yeah, it's set in that universe and it's, whew, it's interesting because they made Superman self-aware as a child, like okay. a baby. Yeah. So it, you're looking at it like, damn, this is kind of weird. I understand Frank Miller's a weird cat, and if you, if any of you guys have ever read any of Frank Miller's stuff, um, you just got to have the keep an open mind. But, I, I mean, I'm going to catch you guys up on some more stuff, too. Uh, we're running out of time, but thank you guys for bearing with us, man. It's, yeah, thank you guys for listening. Um, again, more episodes to come. We'll have a spoiler review up of Spider-Man Homecoming. So we'll definitely dive more into that. And uh, stay tuned and just keep listening. And uh, sorry we were a little late on this episode, but life, you know, things happen. But thank you for sticking with us, guys. Also, um, we're going to have some news coming up real soon. 
uh, with Black Thought. Just be on the lookout, especially on the podcast side. Yeah, we're gonna have some some different shows for you guys coming up. And Again, yeah, this is more than just the podcast. This is more than just the podcast. You're gonna hear some more voices. Yeah, some great people. I'm looking forward to this. So, like I said, please, you know, support this. Tell somebody about it. Um, if you're a nerd, blurred, uh, you know, live long and prosper. Yeah. Much love to you guys. Tell your mama, tell your daddy, tell your cousin, anybody that's willing to listen, check us out. Two and Cal, word to the blurred. We're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. Come mess with us, man. Y'all going to love it. Much yeah. love to y'all. Man. Thank you, guys. Everything he said. And uh, let your freak flag fly. Let your freak flag fly. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Take care.